Welcome to the Goals Podcast, the business case for women's sports, where we explore every corner of the women's sports industry from the field to the front office. I'm Caroline Fitzgerald, and I'm here to prove that it's good business to be in the business of women's sports. Today's episode is brought to you by Ally, a change maker in women's sports, steadfast in their commitment to the fight for media equity, because we're all better off with an ally. Our guest today is Leslie Osborne, former U.S. Women's National Team player and one of four co-founders of the NWSL's newest franchise, Bay FC. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and chat women's football and the business side of women's sports and all of it. I am just so excited to have you here. It's such an honor to have you come on the show. You have been such a trailblazing leader in the women's sports space for decades now. And it's just honestly, again, an honor to have you on the show to learn more about you and the incredible work that you've done for women in sports. We are going to start today by hearing more about the incredible journey of yours that I referenced through sports and in life that has brought you to this moment where you're now the co-founder of a professional women's soccer or football team, depending where you are in the world. So can you give us the rundown, give us the overview of your incredible background? Yeah, uh, I grew up actually in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't think a lot of people know I'm a Midwest gal. I grew up playing sports. Uh, My sister was three years older than me and whatever she played, I played. I actually didn't start playing soccer until I was 10 years old, which is very late, I feel like nowadays, right? Kids are playing, uh, you know, youth sports at like three years old, but I started when I was 10. So my journey looked a little different. And I played with my sister and her friends and her, the guys, and they were older than me. And the, the, her friends were three years older than me. And I think that that excelled me at such a quick rate at a young age. Um, by age 11, I was playing for ODP, which For everyone that doesn't know ODP, Olympic Development Program, which isn't as common today, Um, but that was really my platform. I played on the state team, and then I made the regional team at 12 years old and went to my first regional team camp, I think, and by 14, I was playing for the U16 national team. And when you think of like a ladder, I feel like I took every step on that ladder. I did ODP state team and then regional team and youth national team. And then I made the U19 national team. And then I made the U21. And then I made the full national team. And so when I look back at my youth sports career and really where I got introduced to football, um, I played also multiple sports. So while I was playing soccer, I played basketball and tennis and At age 14, my parents actually made me pick out of a hat what sport to focus on because they couldn't figure out how to take me and my sister to all these activities. And so it's a joke amongst our family still to this day that I picked soccer because my parents still think I would have been better at tennis. And really at age 14, that's when I started to focus more on soccer. So whenever I had a conflict, I always went to soccer. And I think in high school is really when... I realized that I had an opportunity to go to college and get a scholarship and maybe one day play for the U.S. Women's National Team. And, you know, that's that's really where, you know, things started to open up my eyes and my family's eyes. But I just I love the game. That's all I wanted to do was play. And I remember going to high school practice and then going to the boys club team practice. And I remember doing double days all the time because I wanted to, because I, I just, I loved it. All I wanted to do was play soccer. 
And yeah, I think my career really started taking off when I came out here to the Bay Area to play college soccer at Santa Clara University. And the love for my game and and I think the development as a player and as a person really transformed under my former college coach, Jerry Smith. Um, And he helped take me to that next level. Um, But really, I look back at my youth days as the best days. Like I didn't even know where I was going. All I know is I was like climbing this ladder because I I loved it so much and I couldn't get enough of it. That's amazing. So you went through all of that as a youth player. You were in college playing soccer. How'd you make the leap from that to playing on the U.S. Women's National Team? Yeah, um, I wanted to come to Santa Clara uh, University because I loved the way that they played. And they hadn't won a national championship at that point. They were one of the best teams in the country in 1999, 2000. But I just, I loved the way that they played. It was possession-based. It was beautiful. They had such talented players, Allie Wagner, Danielle Slayton. And we ended up winning my freshman year. So talk about like a dream experience. You come into college and your freshman year fall, you win the national championship. And I think that really set the tone of my college experience. I got to play alongside and with some of my co-founders of AFC. I played alongside and for, you know, players that were playing for the national team. Danielle Slayton and Allie Wagner were already in with the U.S. Women's National Team. And Jerry Smith, my college coach, you know, helped me get to be the best player I could be. And if I really wanted to go play for that U.S. Women's National Team and go on and play professionally, provided an environment and an opportunity for me to grow uh, my soccer IQ-wise, more comfort on the ball, and just playing with such talented players day in and day out in an environment where I had to perform every day really allowed me to be, I think, the best player I could have been in college. My junior year, I got the opportunity to go up and play with the U.S. Women's National Team. And from then on, I think it was like it was up to me if I wanted this. You know, it was it was in my hands. And I actually took off my senior year in college to train for the 2004 Olympic team. We lived in L.A. There were four of us college players, myself, Heather O'Reilly, Lindsay Tarpley and Lori Klepney, all Tar, tar Heels except for me. And we took off you know, seven months of school, we were playing with our childhood heroes, Brandy Chastain, Mia Hamm, Christine Lilly, Julie Foudy. And we were in this cutthroat environment day in and day out. We were 19, 20 years old, and we were performing and competing against these players to make this 2004 Olympic team. And ultimately, I didn't make it. I was one of the two that didn't make or one, two of the four that didn't make it. And I went back to college my fifth year, my senior year, And I was at an all-time low. I remember Jerry Smith setting me down and I had no confidence left, you know? And I remember him asking me like what I was good at and me not even being able to tell him what I was good at because it was so hard to get cut and, and told you're not, you don't have the experience to make this Olympic team. But I think I look back at all those instances in my career and I think I had an opportunity to grow and learn from that. And it fueled me to go on and make the 2007 World Cup team. So I think the experience I had playing college soccer and how fortunate I was to play under a coach like Jerry Smith and to play alongside against such talented players that made me better and made me probably performed to a higher level than I was capable of. It instilled this motivation and inspiration for me to go on and then, you know, 
played professional soccer for 10 years. So I'm forever grateful for my college experience. Absolutely. You were clearly surrounded by some special people. And that takes me into my next question, which is about Bay FC. Once again, you're back on a team with some really special individuals and building something from scratch, from the ground up. So can you tell us the story of Bay FC from idea to inception? Yeah. So there's four of us co-founders, um, Allie Wagner, Danielle Slayton, Brandy Chastain, and I. We are all Santa Clara Broncos. And I played with Allie and Danielle on uh, Santa Clara. Brandy, I played with her on the U.S. Women's National Team. And Brandy was also our volunteer assistant coach at Santa Clara. So all four of us played together. Allie and Danielle played club together. We all played together, college, women's national team. So the bond that we've had um, the last 20 plus years is strong. We've gone through some of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows together. And our foundation as friends has stayed strong all these years. And ultimately, when I retired from professional soccer, I wanted to move back here to the Bay Area because of the impact and the environment that this place had on me. And Allie, Danielle, and Brandy were already back here. And nine years ago, we kind of picked up where we left off. And we've been good friends since. And the journey of Bay FC really started three years ago when Angel City announced their their team. And I remember calling Julie Foudy and being like, what? Oh my gosh, I had no idea what you guys were doing. I was so um, jealous, excited for them. But I was also like, why aren't, why aren't we doing this? You know, well, if, if LA is doing it, the Bay area absolutely needs a team. And so she said to me, you know, I know Julie Foudy, I know this woman up in the Bay area, who's trying to put together a team more on the venture side. Do you want to, do you want me to connect you with her? And I said, yes, absolutely. So I call Allie, Danielle and Brandy. I'm like, you guys, Angel City's doing this. Why are we not doing this? And Everybody was pretty much on board. Um, you know, there's sometimes, you know, a, a little hesitancy, but everybody was like, yes, like, let's get on the phone with this woman and let's let's figure this out. So that was, gosh, I think more than three years ago. And we talked to this woman and that's when our journey started. Us four founders and this special woman who's in the tech space here in the Bay Area. I remember our first conversation with her. She said, ladies, Raising money for this team will be one of the easiest things we do. And we were all like, what? Raising money has always been something difficult, as you know, in women's football, you know? And she was right. I think the first two years before our partners at Sixth Street came along, we formed this amazing group of minority investors who jumped on board immediately, knowing our mission, our values, our story, and what we wanted to do with this team here. And it was such an incredible opportunity and I think journey looking back the last three years of when you when you start something, starting something is special. And when you put the people together that we feel us four founders bring and differentiates ourselves than other investment groups out there is we are the players. We have the experience. We've played in every women's professional league. All of us have played international club soccer. We've played on the U.S. Women's National Team. We've had so much experience on, in every aspect of the game. And for us to be able to bring that 
with our new partners at 6th Street, we feel like that will set us apart. And what we really want to do is put the player first. And everything that we build this club off of is it being player centric. And I think that we all have our probably different reasons to why we wanted to start Bay FC, but that the core part of why we started this is to be a global brand, to do things a little different than what's been done before, and to be able to be a market and a team where players from all over the world know that they can come excel on the field and off the field. And our partners at Sixth Street, who we met, gosh, it's only been a year. And when you talk about things moving quickly, when you find a great partner, things will move that quickly when it's a great relationship. I remember when we presented the idea of Bay FC to them. And well, at that time, it wasn't Bay FC. It was just NWSL to the Bay. And they immediately were like, no, something's off here. It's so undervalued. There's not enough resources in this. This can't make sense. So if if you're looking at this as an opportunity where you pump in more resources, more capital, then why wouldn't it be successful? And for them, it was like, wait a second. Of course, we want to do this. And they have been incredible partners. Um, It's the first institutional partner in the NWSL. They've made the biggest institutional investment, $125 million. We paid $53 million to get FC or Bay FC to the Bay. And they're going to put in another 35 to 45 million in our new training facility that's going to be built out in the next couple of years. And then they're going to pour that capital and resources in, in the business side of Bay FC, which they think has been undervalued. And as you know, um, we are at that inflection point and there's so much opportunity there. You put more money into sponsorship and, and, and media deals and look at the Women's World Cup and what it's done. The game has been like this. It's been beautiful. It's been amazing for so many years. But now it has the opportunity for people to see it. And I I think what we're doing at BFC is going to be really special. We have a lot of work to do. Um, We've done a lot the last three years. But really, the next seven months, we will be sprinting. It's actually crazy to think that we're going to have our first game here in in March uh, because we have a lot to do. That is just incredible. So what do the next seven months look like for you and your team at Bay FC? What are you going to be doing in that time? Yeah, well, this summer, um, a lot of big hires have been made. I'm very proud to have a lot of strong females, uh, part of our leadership team. Our CEO was named in June, Brady Stewart, who comes from the retail side at Target. She'll be running the business side of Bay FC, incredible talent. Our GM was hired in early July, Lucy Russian. She came from the MLS. She was um, the general manager with Washington, uh, DC United. And we've been hiring a CMO. Uh, Our COO is Jen Malay. We got her from the Warriors. Um, So we've got these amazing females um, that's part of our leadership team. But right now, a lot of our focus is building out the community and hiring a head coach. We need players. And um, in order to get players, you have to have a head coach. And I think the World Cup was ultimately an amazing thing, but it was an interesting timeline for us when hiring a coach because, of course, we're looking at international coaches. And because of the World Cup, it held things up in a way. And um, so our priority lies ahead with hiring a head coach. Um, That is our main focus on the sporting side. And on the business side, it's really about ticketing, building community, 
making sure that we are ready to, you know, fulfill our suites and our stadium and our training facility. And I mean, there's so much to do, but I think once we have that head coach named, it will feel really real because then we can start to put together our roster and really start to figure out the football side of things. But so far, you know, we're making, you know, hire a lot of hires. We're building out the team strategically um, with our mission and, and, and vision in line with, you know, our hires. And it's exciting. Uh, we're sprinting, but knowing that, you know, being very intentional with, you know, the decisions that we make because we're forming something at the inception. And this is the most important part of building something and having that culture and making sure that, you know, we are a team and Luckily, we've been able to look at Angel City and San Diego and the incredible jobs that they have done as expansion teams and be able to tweak a little bit with what we want to do and learn from them and and put our own spin on things because the Bay Area is very different than Angel City and San Diego as well. So it's a fun time. It is a fun time. And um, we feel that you know, you're, you're already starting to see how much more resources are being pumped in after the Women's World Cup. And you know, the trajectory is like this. And, you know, I think a lot is going to happen even in the next six months to year in women's football in general. I agree. So Leslie, you mentioned a little bit about the response from investors when you started pitching them about investing in Bay FC. What has the general response been like from all stakeholders? We know it takes a lot of stakeholders to make a franchise successful from fans to government to staff to the larger sports and entertainment community. So what has the overall response been to BFC? I think the response has been amazing. <laughs> the enthusiasm is so high. You know, being here in the Bay Area, we're innovative. Um, we, this is a hotbed for women's soccer from the youth level to the college scene there's been two historic women's professional teams here in the past that we've been able to learn from and grow from. And this is a space that women's football should be. And with our partners at Sixth Street and the relationships that they have, their part owners in Real Madrid, Barcelona. So they have experience in owning sports teams and they have the resources and capital and institutional knowledge to be able to help Bay FC scale and and build something that you know we've all have a vision for and for us for we bring that institutional knowledge that experience and i think that influence for our players to want to come play here i know how impactful it is listening to the current players how important it is for them to know that they're going to be taken care of as human beings and also help them prepare them for life after soccer. And so when you look at all the stakeholders, right, I think NWSL, the U.S. soccer, being in Sydney for 33 days and meeting so many people and them recognizing Bay FC and being applauding me for what we have done. And we haven't even we haven't even stepped out on the field yet. But what we're doing is raising the value of women's sports and women's football. And we're already showing the trajectory of women's sports and soccer and what can be possible and what will be done. And having the partnership that we have is going to allow us to do different things and be able to go out and be a global brand and do things a little differently and in, in our own way. And I think that you're already seeing even with our logo and our, our branding and how we're 
you know, timeless in some ways, but we're also innovative and we want to be a little risky and we want to stay true to Bay Area and what we bring in our community, but also move that needle. And we have aspirations and being a club that players from all over the world want to come play for. And so I think a lot of stakeholders are excited for what we are going to do. And other groups are inspired and motivated by Bay FC. And you're already starting to see this momentum of other expansion groups already contacting us like, we want to do what you're doing. We want to continue to move the needle because it's only going up. We're part of, you know, this amazing trajectory. And we hope that we just continue to push that needle and to continue to move things forward. And our investor, um, CEO of Sixth Street, Alan Waxman, always talks about this pie. And everyone has a place in this pie. And we just want to keep growing the pie. And I think that's what we're doing. We're just moving things along and, and continuing to push that standard and excellence in our league and the NWSL and around the world and hope that if people keep doing that, we're only we're only going to keep growing. Absolutely. Great answer. Leslie, we're going to put a quick pin in it to hear a, a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back to close out our conversation. As you may know, the goal of this podcast is to show brands, networks, and people in general that it's good business to invest in women's sports. We know that women in sports are incredible and are breaking boundaries and setting records. But did you know they receive less than 10% of all sports media coverage? It's a vicious cycle. The lack of media coverage means fans miss out while networks and sponsors can't see the fan base and don't invest in the media. Now, more than ever, it's time for brands to jump in. That's why our sponsor, Ally, is making big moves to put an end to the cycle and give women's sports the coverage they deserve. This year, Ally is continuing to invest in access for women's sports through sponsorships with ESPN, CBS, and women-owned outlets giving fans more opportunities to watch what they want, where they want. So tune in and be part of the change. To learn more, check out watchtochange.com because we're all better off with an Ally. All right, we're back and we just have three more questions left. I can't believe how quickly this has gone. It's been such a joy talking to you and hearing the story of Bay FC. It's so incredible what you're building. So my first question for you, a bit of a hypothetical. If you could wave a magic wand and create equity in one aspect of sports right now, what would it be? I mean, sponsorship dollars, right? You look at, you know, NIL deals right now, but where have they been, right? The opportunities that these female athletes and the global stage they've been on for so many years and the lack of sponsorship opportunities and dollars that these athletes have had. I mean, I'm with Brandi Chastain every day, one of the most iconic women in women's sports ever. And to think about what she could have or what she, the sponsorship value, monetary value that she had, right? And looking now and you're like, it's grown so much, but there's still so much more room to grow, right? With these female athletes. And so there's so much opportunity and money out there for these athletes who have been incredible on the global stage for so long. And I'm just so happy when I see these deals coming in and these opportunities for these players when you you hate to compare them to the men, but that's that's all we have to compare. And so yeah, I would love to just give sponsorship dollars and, you know, partnerships and opportunities to all these amazing women who have been performing at the highest stage and deserve that for for so long. 
Absolutely. And that is what we are about here at Goals. Yeah. We believe that more sponsorship dollars is the key to creating more equity in sports. So couldn't agree more with everything you just said. All right, Leslie, before we get to our last question, is there anything that you want to plug or share with our listeners? Please follow Bay FC on social media. We are Bay FC. Buy our amazing merchandise. Follow along on our journey. You want to, you know, follow along on building something, an expansion team. Now is the time to kind of see how we're doing things differently. But encourage your friends, your family to jump on this women's sports train because you're going to miss out if you don't. And the more eyeballs and, and money and resources that are being put in, incredible things happen. And so just keep talking women's sports to your friends and follow along goals and Bay FC and, and see all the incredible things that we're doing and have been doing. And now we have actually a platform to be able to showcase them. Last question for you. And I'm going to ask this to you a little bit differently. Normally we just ask this about women's sports, but I know you're in the process of building out your brand partnerships at BFC. So I'm going to adapt this question a bit. Can you summarize in a few sentences why you think it's good business to invest in BFC? Now you're putting me in the spot. Why invest in BFC? I mean, we're, we're doing things different. We've already showed that um, we're investing more dollars into getting a women's franchise. It's the highest paid women's franchise team in the world ever made. Um, there's going to be more money and resources and capital that's going to be put into Bay FC to make sure that our female athletes are succeeding on and off the field. And what we are really going to focus on is preparing our players for life after soccer. So helping them monetize their value while they're playing, but also preparing them for life after soccer because you never know when your career is done. So how can we prepare and allow our players to find out what else they're passionate about? So when that they do step away from soccer, that soccer was just a stepping stone and they go out and do bigger things because what percentage of women are in the C-level suite status? It's a lot of athletes and we want to continue to drive that number up higher and higher. And so at Bay FC, for sponsorships and partnerships, you know, a lot of our focus is, you know, preparing these women for their time as an athlete. But more importantly, Bay FC will just be a stepping stone on what they go out and do after. I love that answer. Leslie, thank you so much for everything that you've done for women in sports. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been so enlightening hearing about your journey and everything you're doing with the team to build Bay FC. So thank you again and can't wait to follow along. Thank you for having me and you as well. Keep up the amazing work. I love it. And yes, Bay FC, we will kick off in six months. So I can't wait to have you out to a game too. Thank you for listening to the Goals Podcast, the business case for women's sports presented by Ally, a change maker in women's sports steadfast in their commitment to the fight for media equity because we're all better off with an ally. To learn more about goals and our work to bring more brand investment into women's sports, be sure to follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, or visit our website at goals-sports.com. And remember, it's simply good business to be in the business of women's sports.